it's so important to know that it's okay to fail, I guess, fail with quotes, like it's okay to fall down because a lot of times when you fall down, you just get back up even more and you say, okay, this didn't work. Let's try something else. Like, Pretty sure we can do better. I don't believe in the rigid nine to five, 40 hour work week. Life is short and people spend way too much of it working. You deserve more time to do the things that light you up so you can show up in the world as the best version of yourself. The Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast will explore all the ways you can create more freedom and flexibility in your life so you will feel less stressed and more empowered to make a difference in the world. The world needs you to be happier. The world needs you to feel more fulfilled. The world needs you to smile more and I know we can get you there. Each week, we will hear from people who are doing this well. We will gain insights into how they are creating the life they've always wanted. I'm your host, Angie Cazares, and together, I'm pretty sure we can do better. Welcome to Pretty Sure We Can Do Better. This week, we are featuring ceramic artist Jennifer Meeker. I invited Jennifer on the show. There are so many artists and creative people who are told growing up, you can't make a full-time income, you know, being an artist or doing something super creative. And Jennifer is proving all of that wrong. She is very talented and it keeps adapting her business to, you know, what she needs to do physically for her body for when COVID hit, what she needed to do for that. And it's just a true inspiration to see her going after what she wants making it work as an independent, strong woman. And it's super inspiring for all of us. You know, we talk about a lot of things on how she laid the groundwork so that she could do this full time, how she adjusts her schedule so that she can keep doing this and she doesn't get burnt out and she gets what she needs socially and physically. And it's just a really great conversation that I know that you'll really enjoy And, you know, go follow Jennifer. And if you are into ceramics and mugs and you need a gift, go check out her work and support her because she's super talented. And I know that she will have something that you love. So without further ado, here is Jennifer Meeker. Hey, Jennifer, how are you? Fabulous. Good. Welcome to Pretty Sure We Can Do Better. I think we can. Yeah. Was there a, was there a moment in your life where you just thought to yourself, I'm pretty sure I can do better. Always. <laughs> I think yes. I always, I always strive even in like my self-improvement. Oh, I'm always looking to improve somewhere. It's, it's, it's constant. <laughs> same, same, which is why I love the name of this podcast too. I'm like, I could uh-huh. go anywhere with this, you know? Yeah. Like I always, I don't know. I just have so much like curiosity and even now I'm going down a wormhole, but like, even when people have a differing, different, different, um, opinion than me, Mm -hmm. I usually ask questions because I want to understand why, because if we don't understand, if we don't ask questions to understand and we ask questions to judge, then we'll never grow as a society. And then it just doesn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I love Um, that. I think it's important to just keep learning to learn about each other because not everybody's right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's back up for a second. And I want to hear about 
how you started your ceramics business. Um, so I, I don't even know where to start. Um, so I've always been into the arts, um, elementary and high school. I knew I wanted to be into the arts, but I was told in high school that, well, you can't make a living off of being an artist. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm kind of the type of person that if you tell me I can't do something, I got, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yes. <laughs> Love it. So, I went to art school. My, my, uh, my parents kind of encouraged me to go to hair and art school here in Indy. And uh, I knew I wanted to be in the arts. I was kind of fiddling with the idea of being a special effects makeup artist out in California. Um, but then I went to Heron and I, I, I love, I mean, it's art is what I was meant to do. I just didn't know what medium I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I wanted to do photography. I was always into photography as my dad was the freelance photographer in the nineties. And so that kind of influenced me. But when I got my hands on that ceramic wheel in college, I was like, yes. <laughs> and so that kind of led me to majoring in ceramics and photography from here and that was in 2010 and then uh when I graduated I was waiting tables and I was determined to make my um my art degree uh useful because I was not about to spend all that money and all that time on a degree that I wasn't using yeah that this is what I'm supposed to do and so I waited tables and then I went to an art fair. I think it was actually Penrod. I remember going there with a friend and, uh, I was like, I want, I want to do this. This is like what, uh, this is the best way to expose your art and to get out there and see the most people and just to get your name out there and to make money at the same time. And so I started my business in 2012 and I've been full-time since uh, 2015. Awesome. So 2012, you were waiting tables and doing art. So how did, how did it work for you in terms of making this work full-time? Um, it was hard. Uh, it was just trying to manage. I'm, I'm really good at multitasking, but I always don't like to be bored. So I always <laughs> take on too much, but I always can manage it. Um, and I, so I worked, um, like full-time waiting tables and then I was trying to do what I can to build up enough inventory to just fill my booth. And I, my first year I did 20 shows in a year, which is not even how many I'm doing right now and waiting tables. I think probably at that time, maybe like 30 hours a week. And then I was determined to pay off my debt with my ex-husband and we, I was determined to get our debt paid off. And so I picked up uh, like a nanny job as well. And I worked another job too. Um, So at one point I was working like three jobs, 60, 70 hours a week. Cause I was like, I want to get this debt paid off and I wanted to get a house and um, was just very determined. So I, um, I was able to get to the point to where I just couldn't manage it all. And so in 2015, I made the choice that, okay, I'm starting to see a profit, starting to see my business to the point where I just can't do both anymore. Because trying to request weekends off at a restaurant job is not the easiest. And, you know, um, my husband was, uh, my ex-husband was working. And so it just seemed to be appropriate 
at the time to quit waiting and I haven't looked back since. Nice. So that was three years into your business. So you kind of just juggled things for a while and then. Yes. Cool. So did you try like, yeah, you paid off most of your debt. And so it was kind of like you were financially laying the groundwork too for you. to Yes. Which I think is really important too. And, you know, having, you know, my, my ex-husband had, you know, he was working as well. And so that he was working, you know, part of the time and uh, that helped as well financially. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is a lot easier when you have somebody else there to help you establish your business. Oh, for sure. Um, Not only from a financial standpoint, but just like from a supportive standpoint as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you even invested in a win. At what point did you get your own wheel? It's called a wheel, right? Ceramic. Oh, I bought all that stuff in college. (laughs) But then you've got like your own your own furnace and everything, right? Yeah, I bought all that in, in college still. Okay, Thanks to, okay. Uh, firefighters convention of like 2008 when I was with tables, that paid for my wheel. All those firefighters that tipped me, that ah. paid for my wheel. <laughs> a used kiln from a place that I used to work at in high school um, and just just stocked up everything because I wanted to graduate from college and have everything. Cause I lived at home with my parents too. So that helped a lot too financially because I was able to just kind of stash away that money. So I, I think what's really helped me is that I, I have a, I prepare myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I have a late, like you said, the groundwork for everything. Yeah. So full-time now you're doing this, you're going to, you do a lot of fairs and it's not like art fairs and stuff in the summer. And then throughout the rest of the year, I mean, you're always open and kind of selling things. Do you sell things online or how does that all work? Yeah. So last year I made, I sold a lot online for obvious reasons, but usually my Etsy shop is pretty busy from um, in the winter season. So from like August, August to like December, it's usually quite busy and then I do I think I'm on art fair 10 of this year or show 10 this year and I'd like to I'm going to be about 15 to 17 this year which is a a lot but I I booked all these shows last year and they canceled so Mm -hmm. I already paid for them so I've actually had to cancel three shows this year because I just I can't I can't handle the workload and I, I just got another custom order today. I have, I'm working on, I think it's like 80 pieces that are all part of custom orders right now. Um, so I'm just trying to manage it all, but yeah, I'm just doing most of my income is comes from art fairs. And then I have a pretty good uh, collector base. So people who have bought for me before will buy for me again. Or, um, I also have a, a company that I work with small business. He sells, he sells coffee that's geared towards athletes and it's like very Viking-esque and Viking themed. So he um, orders for me wholesale pretty regularly. So that keeps me busy too. Nice. That's awesome. So how do you, in terms of like not burning out, how do you kind of set boundaries? And I mean, cause it's pretty physical work that you do. Uh-huh. So how do you, how do you keep it? So you're just, you know, you aren't, yeah, like physically and mentally burning yourself out. So I did burn myself out, uh, last month. Um, I did, 
I had about a six week period there where I had five shows in a row. And like I said, I booked those already. So I kind of felt like I obligated to do them because I paid for them already, but I had to cancel one of those. So I had a show in April that really cleared me out because I just sold much more than I expected. And I had my inventory built up, which I usually build up my inventory um, in the winter season. And I just sold out so much. So sorry, I'm giving you my backstory here. And then when I got to June, I just had show after show after show. And I was starting to run out of work already. Um, I was working so much. This was up until about a week ago. I was working late into the night. I had like a I'd get done with work and I would just grab my chips and salsa and watch a bad reality TV just so I could like shut off my brain. No oh, <laughs> um, man. For me, that is not healthy because I'm very active in the yoga. I love to hike uh, and, and um, run when it's not 90 in humidity, humid outside like it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to do all those extra, extra curricular activities because those I find meditative and I like to sp- spend time socially. My social group is very important to me. And my garden and um, my dog and I just was finding, I actually had one of my friends that said, you're getting to the point where you can't enjoy the things that you love. And I even love like cleaning my house and I didn't have time to clean my house. Um, and I was just putting my business in front of me, which is uh, I'm guilty of. Um, so I, um, but I, it's like, if I don't have enough work, then I don't have enough money. Or that if I don't have enough work, then I don't make the most money that I can at a show. And the more money that I make, the more lifestyle of these things that I could do, of the travel and the going out and the, these things that I enjoy with the people that I love. So it's it's a, hard to find the balance. So this month I got to, I'm trying to stop working at five. And then I am trying to do yoga or um, exercising at least three to five times a week, which is what I was doing before. And I was even at a point where I wasn't even, I was even not even stopping to eat because I was working. So So now I'm trying to, okay, I need to stop and go eat lunch. Um, Trying to just set those boundaries for myself because your self care and yourself is number one. And I, um, it was hard, but now I'm trying to find the balance too. And like realizing that things around the house don't have to get done today. Like, they'll get done, you know, in a couple of weeks and just trying to see what is first priority. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, any sort of life style and, you know, change that you want to do, like figuring out what the priority is. And then I think that's like first and foremost, and then how I tend to think about it. It's like, okay, I want to think about how I want my life to look. What are my priorities? What do I want to spend my time doing? And then seeing how work fits into that and kind of like getting that foundation first and then plugging into, to how, you know, I make my actual work hours look. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the part that I think I have the most challenge with too, that a lot of people don't think about is you mentioned the physical aspect of it. And I got to think like myself, massage therapist, because my carpal tunnel has been acting out of back problems. So I have to be mindful and that's why I got to keep active with the yoga and stuff. But I, my hands were getting so tired 
And so I got to think like a massage therapist at times, like I'm trying to work like 30 hours in the studio now instead of like 50 and, you know, raising my prices has helped because my work is selling so fast that I can't keep up and I've raised them and they're still selling just as fast, selling just as fast. So I'm trying to find the balance with my pricing as well, because you know, I may not be able to do this into my sixties or seventies, but I sure as heck want to want to. Yeah. So I got to keep myself healthy and be mindful of setting my health first because it is physically demanding. I am exhausting. I was just going to say, I'm so glad to hear that you're raising your prices and the demand is still there. That's so good. And you are proving everybody wrong that said you can't make it as an artist. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I, I, there's been times where I just like, I hear somebody's like, Oh, I I do art, but I can't make it. I was like, yes, you can. Like, I just, I have this need to like, want to help people because when I started doing art fairs, I had nobody to help me. Nobody else knew art fairs. I read this book that I had from cover to cover. I did a trial and error. I even asked other artists to help me and they didn't. And I just, I just want to help other people. And I've mentored all sorts of art students. Um, I just, anytime people want to ask me questions about making art as a living, I just want to give people so much knowledge. That's awesome. That's so great of you to do as well. I mean, if, so if somebody's listening to this and they are an artist or they're interested in potentially, maybe they just do it as like a side thing right now or a passion project, what would be your, your first tip? And just like, I don't know, there's so much that goes into that when you're putting yourself out there for the first time any doing anything really like any sort of business, like putting yourself out there. It's really nerve wracking, but especially I think with your art and something that you've created, there's just so much of you in it. So do you have, what would be kind of your first tip on just like going for it? There's so many, I'm trying to think of the first one that comes to mind. Um, Just keep trying. Don't give up. Um, Being authentic and true to yourself. People love that. when people buy my work, they say they're essentially buying, I'm the one who sells my work because my personality goes with my work and people love like, don't be basic. Don't be like everybody else. Just be yourself because so much of us unique individuals out there. And if we were all like each other, then we all, I mean, it just wouldn't make us all unique. And, and just having the confidence behind it and just keep validating yourself self-validation is something that I sometimes struggle with as well. Um, but validating yourself and just saying like, yes, I can do this. Yes. I have the confidence to do it. And, um, because you do, and you know, you're, if you're getting, putting yourself out there and trying it, that is much more than some people that I know that have amazing talents and they just, you just sit there with it. And it's like, come on, like, Mm -hmm do it. Just do it. Like Nike. (laughs) And I love that you said so much of your personality goes into it. And I was going to say anybody listening to this, if you don't know Jennifer Meeker, then you need to go and follow her because I, I just absolutely love all of her videos that she puts out on TikTok and shares other places as well. (laughs) She is truly herself and authentic and hilarious and 
adorable all of it um all the time <laughs> so you need to go follow her and and get inspired by her and her art is awesome her work mm-hmm. is so cool so you have the etsy shop you've got you do fairs you do some wholesale stuff i love that you've exper- experimented with all sorts of avenues too which I'm yeah sure. i was even like trying out the big one that i tried out last year that i thought would take off was even like wake and bake mugs Um, I was trying those out up in Michigan and um, they didn't take off like I thought they would, but it was something that I was wanting to try. They still sell, but they, I haven't hit, gotten a dispensary to pick them up yet. But Mm -hmm. even that was like a new thing that I was trying to see if it if it to keep trying, you know, something that might work may or may not work, but you don't know until you try it. Like the TikTok, that was something that I wanted to try that I had people telling me to do. And I think, you know, it is starting to take off. And I think eventually, you know, it will, I think what I have to share is very different than a lot of people out there. And that's something different to try. Um, But I think having multiple, not just trying one thing, like trying all these other things to see what works because trial and error is like, really the best way that you can learn and just trying to figure stuff out, figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think not speeding yourself up when it doesn't work and just sort of then taking a step back and evaluating like, okay, you know, what went well with this? What didn't go well? How can I adjust? How can I shift? And what lesson was learned from it? Like it's so it's so important to know that it's okay to fail, I guess, fail with quotes. Like it's okay to fall down because a lot of times when you fall down, you just get back up even more and you say, okay, this didn't work. Let's try something else. Like sit in those feelings and honor your feelings and honor that that didn't work. And it's okay to not have something work. Like you don't have, we all are so hard on each other and, Hard on, hard on ourselves and it's okay to not have something work and you just try something else. Oh yeah. Love that. So what would you say has been the biggest struggle, if anything, that you've had to deal, especially with COVID coming up and just the last few years? So the majority of my business, I uh, was the majority of the time with my business, I was married. And so I always had that kind of financial stability and, um, when I filed and made the choice to be on my own and not have to deal with that bullshit, I um, was kind of, you know, scared. I got to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize how codependent I was on him, not only financially, but um, mentally. And I, it was an unhealthy codependency on both ends. And um, a lot of that was, there's a word for it, financial manipulation. I believe what it was. Um, So everything was in his name. He paid all the bills. And so when that was done, I was like, crap, I'm going to have to do this all on my own. Not only am I going to have to afford this house all on my own, I'm going to have to run the whole house, do the garden, take care of the chickens, take care of just everything. And, um, so I was able, I was got a roommate for a little while and then I was able to do it. And then that didn't work out. And then COVID hit and I didn't have a roommate. I didn't, was all my art fairs were getting canceled and I just like panicked. And luckily my uh, best friend gave me a book just right around that time when I was still finding myself and finding my way after divorce and uh, said, the universe has your back. And I just 
I just stopped worrying. And when I stopped worrying, the flood of income came in from my Etsy shop, from my collectors. And I was just, it's just like crazy how when you just stop having anxiety and worry, things just kind of fall in your lap. And last year, not only did I not lose my business because of COVID, but I made almost 70% of my income just from my business and the other 30% from government assistance. And not everybody can say that with my business or not everybody can say that as a small business. And I think I, I wasn't going to let a divorce ruin my business. And he tried and he sure didn't, didn't get very far. And I wasn't going to let COVID destroy my business. And I wasn't going to take any bullshit from those fuckers. I just got chills everywhere. Like, seriously, that's so awesome. And I totally agree. If I, even in terms of money and income and all of that, I feel so similarly. Like if I just don't worry about it, it always works out, you know? It's been crazy. I've been having that mindset like the last year of just not worrying and, and, uh, I'm amazed that the first year being financially by myself was the year that COVID hit first year by myself in almost a decade. And it was crazy that it was not only COVID, but that on top of each other. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, my business is like my baby. My business is my baby and ain't nobody fucking with my baby. Yes. I love (laughs) it. Good for you. (laughs) So what would you say you've had to sacrifice if anything, to kind of get to this, you know, lifestyle where you can work when you, when you want, or, you know, take a break when you want kind of just your own schedule. So what have I had to sacrifice to be a full-time artist and self-sufficient? I'm trying to think. If anything. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I, I, feel pretty full. I think, I think the sacrifice, okay. The the first one, okay. The one I can think of is the social aspect of it. I am an extrovert. I love being around people. I do like my alone time in the woods and hiking and yoga or being in yoga in my own body and stuff. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think that's the sacrifice is not having the social aspect of it. Yes, I do get my tank filled when I'm at art fairs and I have that, just that joy that people have when they see my work or the collectors that have bought for me that are coming back. Um, but I think the sacrifice that I've had is just working alone. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that can be tough because I work alone and live alone right now. And, um, but it's important that to keep that social aspect in my life as well to kind of fill that tank back up. Um, but it's funny because like I like working alone, but not at the same time because I'm very independent and I'm very efficient when I'm by myself mm-hmm. working and like somebody else is helping me at an art fair or something. I I have a hard time like talk. Well, in my studio, I can talk and work really easily. If you come over for dinner and I'm talking during dinner, it's going to take like two hours because <laughs> I get into conversations. But um, yeah. I think that that's probably the biggest thing I've probably had to sacrifice. And maybe weekends. I don't have, you know, my weekends in in the summer, but next year I'm actually going to try to cut my shows back to uh, 10 hours or 10 shows a week, 10 shows a year. (laughs) 10 shows a year is what I'm going to try to cut back. 
too, because right now I'll be at about 17 this year. And I think I can do that um, because it's a lot. It's just a lot. Could it be where you even have somebody do a show for you at some point? Or how do you feel about that? Or is that kind of hard where you get into, I mean, so much of, was that where so much of what, like you being at the show sells, sells the art? Do you that, think? that, yes. I, I love doing shows. I really do. Um, but you actually can't have anybody work the show for you. The artist has to be there. You uh, can't have anybody work it for you unless you have somebody help you. Um, uh, honestly, I, and I'm in the works of it right now, it's very beginning stages, but I'm having somebody run my Etsy shop for me this winter because I'm going to do a couple winter shows and I, my Etsy shop is just, I, uh, it's just, I, my business has so many avenues and I'm, I have so many hats as I'd like to say it that I wear in my job or uniforms, I guess, in my job that it's just hard to manage all of it. And so I'm going to give somebody just my Etsy shop and be like, here, nice, take care of it for like four months. So that will be helpful. So that's where I'm going to have somebody help me out. That's so great. Because I don't like asking for help. I'm very independent. Gotta ask for help. (laughs) I'm getting better at it. I asked somebody and my mom helped me with my garden this summer. And my friend came over and helped me weed it a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm starting to ask for help because I, I don't know if it's like pride or what, I'm like I can do this all on my own. It's a challenge. I just hate bothering people. It's not bothering people. That's your thought. It's not bothering people at all. People love to help you. So good. Keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And then also with your, with your social, you know, not like, can you break it up in the day where you have work for a few hours and then maybe go have coffee with a friend or something and then come back and get back to it. So you don't get, you kind of get that in the middle of the day. Yeah. So what I'm going to, what I do, because I am most efficient when I work a full day, I like to work from like nine to five and I'm most efficient when I don't have a break in the day. Cause I used to go do yoga in the middle of the day. And then like I get home then I take a shower then I get distracted and I just, it seemed to take, it seemed to take that time out of my studio. So I think I'm most efficient when I have that block of time to just dedicate to work. And then like last week I was doing something social every night. I was getting together with somebody every night. So I think the evenings is what I leave for to be social. I think that works for me. Awesome. And again, it's just great that you have the flexibility to tinker around with what does work for you and adjust. And you've kind of figured that out and tailored it to your needs, which is really awesome. Yeah, that's one thing I'm really uh, grateful for is the amount of freedom I have in my life. Like, I don't really have anything tying me down except my dog. That's really it. Like, I could just go take take off and go camping for a week. Um well, I can't now because I have so much work coming in, but I mean, it's a, it's a good problem to have. I keep telling sure, myself sure. that it's a good problem to have that I'm busy and I can't just go get lost in the woods for a week, which I would love to. Um, but I'm, I'm taking advantage of the business that's coming in. That's awesome. I'm so glad. It's so, it's so great to see you thriving and doing what you love and what you're passionate about. And 
It's just something that I, I want for everybody that I know. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to have you on and have you share a little bit about how you do this and how you got started. And, and hopefully you can continue to, to help others see that they can do it too. Yeah, you can. Like, you just gotta, just gotta put your mind to it. And I have, I have a probably an abnormal, maybe not abnormal. I just have a really high drive. I'm extremely motivated always driven. And, um, it's, it's hard to see people who aren't because I have never been in that state before. It's honestly, it's my struggle is stopping like tonight. I'm going to stop at eight o'clock tonight. I hope. And to watch a movie, just watch a movie, neat popcorn. I'm hoping to do that and watch like one of my favorite funny movies is a Jim Carrey movie or something. Um, cause I just, I always, I can't stop. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> do it. Set an alarm, make yourself do it. Relax. You need that. Yeah. Time. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I mean, is there anything I missed that you want to share in part of your journey? I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah, yeah. definitely have. Well, I want to, I want to, you know, I'm going to link to everything that you like everything in the show notes for people to reach you, but um, yeah, where, where is the best place for people to, to get in touch with you? Um, so the best place is probably email. If you ever have any questions for me. So my email is, uh, Jennifer Meeker. That's M E E K E R art at gmail.com. I am on Google, my business. I am on YouTube. I am on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok and Etsy. Etsy is my online shop. Etsy is an online marketplace for, um, mostly handmade items and that's etsy etsy.com and in the shop you'll search jennifer meeker art all is one word so it's pretty hard to miss me you can just google me (laughs) yeah and like i said we'll we'll link to everything in the show notes so people can find you easily there but yeah thanks again for coming on i appreciate it so much you are an inspiration (laughs) well thank you Thanks for tuning in. Isn't Jennifer amazing? I knew that you would love her just as much as I do. And don't forget, go follow her on social media, visit her Etsy store, and purchase something amazing for someone you know or for yourself. And as always, if you need support making positive shifts in your life and just going after what you really want, I am available for coaching. You can schedule a consultation call with me at the link in the show notes. I would absolutely love to support you on your journey. I love seeing people make positive change in their life. So let's get started and I will see you next week.